0: This is the Chocolate News Podcast, and today's show is sponsored by the Ohio Lottery. I'm your co-host, John Alexander-Reese.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Morgan Angelique Owens.
0: And if you didn't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and the northern Kentucky area. And today we have with us our digital correspondent, Andrea Carter. How's it going, Andrea? Fine. How are you, John? I am doing fantastic. And after we talk about our top news topics of the week, we'll have our special guest, too. Michelle Gunther, president of the Literacy Network Upgrader Cincinnati. So, Andrea, what's the chocolate news of the week? Well, unfortunately, um, all of America is mourning the
2: death of Colin Powell. I know it it happened so suddenly, and no one was expecting it. He died from complications of COVID, But unfortunately, he also had blood cancer, which also contributed to his condition, which is so sad to think that he, you know, he had lived this long life and he was fighting as much as possible and trying to live his life as long as possible. But unfortunately, the combination of the cancer and the COVID together is weakened his system where he just couldn't fight it anymore. Um, He leaves a long and wonderful legacy of contributing um, to America's um, military might. His public service is unbelievable. We all re- will remember his only mistake would be, you know, discussing um, getting the United Nations to, to support the invasion of the Iraq war, insisting that Saddam Hussein had met weapons of mass destruction. But overall, I think he made up for that by be serving as chairman of joint chiefs and then as secretary of state. I think he proved that he was a man of honor, integrity, and he knew how to mentor folks to be better than what they were.
0: Definitely. And I'm so glad that, you know, all the news outlets paid proper respect to him because (laughs) even though he did have that, you know, Iraq war blemish, which was a pretty big blemish, but they still honored him properly as he should because he, you know, he had a fantastic military career. Um, I think
2: what was really wonderful is the fact that a lot of the news reporters and political pundits who were speaking about him spoke with reverence regarding him and how much they enjoyed having a conversation with him and his insight to any situation and he could problem solve as well, was wonderful to listen to and hear.
0: But there was one thing that kind of made me mad though. And in regards our former president, you know who I'm talking about. Oh God, what Uh, did he do now? (laughs) I saw a statement uh, by him which I usually don't read but you know it's just like it kind of just it kind of it kind of it kind of put it kind of run me the wrong way because
2: oh you mean that Texas two-step statement he gave trying to honor Colin Powell but yes. sort of trying to yes. take a swipe at him at the same time
0: yes you know yeah. what he always does
2: <laughs> it, it I don't even know why he opens his mouth I mean it's just Irritating, I mean, people are less stressed because he's not in charge anymore, but he continues to pop up and irritate. And especially for a man like Colin Powell, he just needed to shut up and move on to something else because he has enough problems.
0: Exactly. I mean, the man's not even in the ground yet, but yet you're just gonna come out swiping like that. It's just like that's just another reminder why he should not be our president again. But anyway, enough enough about him. Rest in peace to Colin Powell.
2: It'll be interesting to hear the eulogy, whoever gives it at his funeral, because people always, I know they always have funny stories and things like that, but it's always interesting to see how people commemorate their achievements in life. and It'll be interesting to see who speaks and what they say about Colin Powell.
0: So we also have another story and this story is about the University of Cincinnati Bearcats football. They're number two in the AP poll. What are your thoughts on that, Andrea?
2: Isn't it strange that they're number two in the polls? I mean, normally we're talking about Ohio State. I mean, where is Ohio State? I'm I'm still, you know, I feel like being on the bow of a ship looking in search of Ohio State and I don't even see them. I mean if this is this is so unusual to have the Bearcats and I am a Bearcat fan in number two spot. I can't wait to see what they do against Tulsa for their homecoming. I mean they have a couple of heavy games coming up against they're gonna be playing against Navy and they're gonna also play against Tulane. Those are gonna be some interesting because Navy is pretty good and Tulane's very good too, but you know, we'll we'll just have to see what happens.
0: Yeah, definitely. I usually don't even watch college football that much, but even I'm excited because, you know, it's nothing more exciting than having your home team just get so far in college football. And I think they're six and zero now, and this is like their 24th straight home game that they've won. So that's really exciting.
2: Yeah, I mean, the fact that Iowa lost to Purdue, for them to jump to number two in the ranking that alone was astonishing to watch as well. And when you have family members who are staunch college football fans, you just have to get caught up in the the hype of everything. And I think the Bearcats have an interesting quarterback who's having a wonderful season. You know, it's just going to be interesting to see what he does next. Um, playing these games and um, as we you know strive toward the end of the year I should say end of the season.
0: I just hope UC can go all the way this year because that will be very exciting very good for all the local business around UC too so you know you got to think about it that way also.
2: Well I think it's exciting that for once we're not rooting for the basketball team we're rooting for the football team and I think it's a nice change of pace but also it hypes up the anticipation of what the basketball team is going to do. Because, I mean, normally they make it to March Madness, but they never last in March Madness. So if the football team gets a victory and, you know, has a championship season, I'm sorry, but the basketball team is going to be put on a pedestal of a higher level of expectation. And so I'm going to be expecting a lot this year from our Bearcats.
0: Now let's move on because we have a special guest and I want to reintroduce uh, Michelle Gunther president at the Literacy Network of Greater Cincinnati. How are you doing today, Michelle?
3: I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm glad that you're with us. So my main question is, can you tell us more about the organization that you're um, part of?
3: Sure, I would love to. I, um, I feel very fortunate that I get to be a part of this organization. Um, it actually started about 35 years ago, and I was a volunteer for this organization before I became an employee. And my mom actually was a volunteer that um, assisted our adult students and uh, shared with me about this organization. And as soon as I started volunteering, I became inspired by the mission. And when we began 35 years ago, it was primarily for adults who read below fourth grade reading level. But uh, over time, what we came to realize is that we really need to service both children and adults. And so over the years, before I got involved, they started to do school-based programs. And, um, and so that is the, the bulk of what we do is uh, placing about 1,500 tutors every year within um, Cincinnati Public Schools. We also work with Boys and Girls Clubs. and um, But then we also have a uh, adult program for those adults. And then we have um, a little free library program we started three years ago to get book access throughout our community because we know uh, we have an incredible library system in our community, but not every neighborhood has a a, um, library nearby. And um, so we have over 130 of those out in the community now and um, are continuing to add more. And then we are also launching a new endeavor called the Queen City Book Bank, which actually um, we just moved three weeks ago and are are opening our doors uh, next week. So it's been a busy it's been a busy time.
0: (laughs) That's great. That sounds very fascinating. So how successful has your program been so far? Like, do you have a statistic on that or? like, Sure.
3: Yes. So what we learned um, that our is well, if we look at the tutoring program. That, I think, is one of our most successful because we try to get that early intervention while those the kids are learning to read because we know that like second, third grade are critical times for kids because if you don't uh, learn to read by those grades, when you get to fourth grade, you're on to other subjects and you tend to fall behind quicker, so that extra support... Has um, has really helped pull kids along uh, during those times when they're struggling. But our little free library program, which was uh, we just started that one three years ago, we have um, some statistics on that that really helped convince me and convince our board to do that program. We know that in some communities there is like only one age-appropriate book for every 300 kids. And we thought, gosh, we have an abundance of books. We just aren't really getting them out to the community in the best way possible because we would do, um, we'd get lots of book donations and then we'd give them away a few times a year to different schools. And the kids were always really excited to get them, but they didn't have a steady supply and um, so we decided to make an investment, and uh, I went to the Neighborhood Summit, and I met some really amazing people who care about their communities, and they were some of our first Little Free Library stewards. We gave them the Little Free Library, and, and then they would give us feedback on what their neighbors were looking for, so it can run the gamut from, you know, we have somebody that moved in that doesn't speak the language, so we need some bilingual books. Or, you know, I have a child who really loves Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Can you get me that? Or, you know, I have a history buff. And um, so we have been able to really learn more about the community, and we are working really hard to get books out there that resonate with the people who are reading them. And so um, we get enough diverse books donated to us so within the, the first month or two of that program, we realized that and we were like, well, we got to write for grants and for this. So we started writing for grants so we can go out and buy those books. And, um, and so that actually led us to the Queen City Book Bank. And uh, we actually have um, a larger facility. We're right down in Queensgate, but um, that will enable us To um, really help distribute over 350,000 books a year, but really make them targeted to um, the kit for what the kids need. And I'm very excited about that. We're working with um, all the partners that we currently work with. You know, we work with schools, Boys and Girls Club, the Rec Center, but with this additional program, we're gonna work really hand in hand with teachers because we know that teachers know kids and their reading levels best and their interest and so a teacher will actually be able to go on to our online portal and see what books are out there and they'll be able to specifically choose books each month for the students in their class and um I'm excited about that. I have three daughters and all three of them are into different things. And so none of them want to read the same books. And so I know that's the case for everybody's kids. You know, we all have our own interests. And so I am excited to be able to kind of leverage technology and our volunteer power to help kind of inspire kids who may be reluctant readers.
0: That's amazing because it's always good to get people to read. I feel that, you know, people don't read anymore. So that's, so that's a great service that you're doing.
3: Oh, well, thank you. That, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I often say like, I feel very blessed to get to do the work that we do because I work at this very virtuous intersection. I, every single day I get to see people who want to help. And I also see people who humble themselves and ask for help. And I think that is a very hard thing to do. And to be able to connect those two groups, it's kind of like this magical thing that gets to happen. And every day I am reminded of that. And reading has made a huge difference in my life. And and I just want to make sure that we can give the resources that we have, because we certainly do have an abundance of resources in this community. And um, like when you go to the book bank already, you should see the number of books that we already have there. And if we can strategically get that out so that kids can be inspired, I, I really think we can change the trajectory for those kids as well as the children and adults that'll come and volunteer. Because really it's gonna be volunteers that are gonna help us accomplish this mission And, and and they're critical to what we're doing. So uh, we kind of can't have one without the other. And we see a lot of kids who've gotten help over the years that they were, they were tutored and then they've come back down the road and said, I got back and help. And, and, uh, and that's really neat to see too.
0: Well, that is fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for coming on and talking to us about this program. It's great. Where can people donate or where can people go to find out more about this program?
3: Yeah, so if you would like to go to queencitybookbank.org, there's more information about that program as well as um, we're in the process of merging. We actually, this is a joint endeavor between the Literacy Network and the Blue Manatee Literacy Project. So currently we kind of have three entities right now, but ultimately we're all going to be one entity. Um, And the Queen City Book Bank will provide literacy network programming for our adults and our um, children. So the literacy network website, um, which is www.lngc.org, is where they can get information on that adult program, as well as all of our other legacy programming for children. And uh, sorry, it's a little confusing now that we have two of these websites, but, but hopefully by the end of March of 2022, we will uh, be all merged in one and we'll be kind of your one-stop shop for, for literacy needs. And if we're not the one to provide it, we can connect you to the right people as well.
0: Well, that sounds fantastic.
3: Oh, well, uh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. No problem. I I, this is so great. I I love this program. It sounds fantastic. It's always good when you can get more people to read. I I think that's fantastic. Oh,
3: thank you. I agree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's it for the news section of our podcast. Uh, So take it away, Morgan, and hit us with some uh, lifestyle and culture.
1: All right. Well, welcome everyone. Again, my name is Morgan Angelique Owens and a special thank you to our sponsor, the Ohio Ohio Lottery. So this is a new segment. So I'm going to be sharing some beauty tips, health tips. We're going to talk about arts, we're talking about culture, all things contemporary life. So make sure that you tune in next week. I'm going to have a special guest, but I just wanted to prep you all for what's to come, make sure you are looking and reading at The Herald Beauty. We're doing some amazing things. And if you have any things that you wanna talk about as far as beauty, lifestyle, fashion, culture, please make sure you hit us up. Um, You can look us up on the website, thecincinnatiherald.com, or you can reach out to me directly. All the information is online, cincinnatiherald.com. So John, that's really it for me. I'm just introducing our new segment and I'm super excited to um, share with our audience of more beauty, lifestyle, fashion things to come.
0: Well, I have to say, Morgan, you've been doing Harold Beauty section since uh, January, I believe. And yes. I have to say, it's been quite a treat to read that section every week. I mean, you have some amazing topics on there, stuff that I never even heard of, stuff you know, I'm learning okay. Each week as you just introduce more things, it's mind blowing, really.
1: Oh, well, thank you, John. And we're gonna we're gonna have some things for the men too, because you know, men want to look good too. So we're gonna talk about you know, male skincare. We got some a new beard line coming out that's black owned. Um, so men don't think that we're leaving you out of the conversation. Um, and then you know, John, we had our first event a month ago and it was amazing. Palmer's was our lead beauty sponsor. And the people really seem to enjoy it. So we're very excited for what Herald Beauty is going to do in the future.
0: Yes. And I can't wait to see all future podcasts with your section. It should be very, very exciting. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's it for today's show. You can find more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecincinniaherald.com, the SESH newsletter. And on our social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I know that's a lot, but, you know, we have to be on social so you can keep up with us. And once again, I want to thank the Ohio Lottery for sponsoring this podcast. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Oh, and also make sure to subscribe to our podcast. On your favorite podcast app, we're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, and TuneIn Radio. I know that's a lot, but we got to make sure it's available everywhere so you guys can listen to it. And I also want to thank Andrea for talking about the news topics of the week. Thank you very much, Andrea.
2: It was my pleasure. I'll see you again next time.
0: And then once again, I want to thank our special guest, Michelle Gunther, for coming on and talking about books. Thank you very much.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm John Alexander Reese,
1: and I'm Morgan Angelique Owens,
0: and have a good day.